Hi there. Welcome to the Soul Gym Podcast. My name is Daryl Jones. I wrote a book called Soul Gym, a manual to connect mind, body, and spirit for soulful living. The book is direct and brief, outlining the practices and exercises I have been engaged in for 20 years personally and supporting others with professionally for 15 years as a spiritual coach, mindfulness instructor, and minister. This podcast is support for the journey. Oftentimes, the gap from reading something, understanding it, and applying it to one's life can be great. Let this be your weekly inspiration and coaching to fuel you in living a soulful life. Get ready to stretch your mind and strengthen your heart as we step into the Soul Gym. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Soul Gym Podcast. My name is Reverend Daryl Jones, and it is my joy to be here with you today as we continue to step into 2024, making this the most palpably powerful year yet in our life. Why? Because we're choosing to do what we can. The Soul Gym Podcast, the book Soul Gym, my ministry and work is all about helping individuals realize a soulful expression of life through exercise, through practices. There's not one practice to do perfectly that gets us to that destination. Uh, Not that there really is a destination. It's more about where we are in the journey and in the process of our living being and staying and remaining connected to the power and the presence of what we may call God, Spirit, Mother, Father, Great One, Universal Presence. The name that we use doesn't really matter to me. It matters to you. So use the word, use the name that you resonate with. But the purpose of the Soul Gym is to keep us in exercise, just like the physical body. If we don't exercise the physical body, it stays at its current level of performance and more than likely, its level of performance starts to decrease. Our strength goes down, our flexibility goes down. This same thing exists within our mental and emotional and psychological and spiritual well-being. If we aren't doing something to practice and to exercise and to stay connected to something greater than this uh, external expression of life, then we get weak, we get less flexible, we get more rigid, we don't have an experience necessarily that feels like we are in control of, or better yet, that we are in relationship to. That is my intention, that is my purpose, to give you the tools and the exercises to stay in relationship powerfully with your life. And this month of January, we are focusing on the practice of visioning. There isn't one practice that you do that makes it perfect and right for the rest of the year. Visioning is an ongoing practice. I'd like to read a portion from my book, uh, the chapter called Visioning, which has the title of Navigating Your Life, colon, Visioning. So this is an exercise. This is a practice of navigation. If you've ever been on a plane, this is a, an, an analogy that's used all the time, a plane doesn't go in a perfect 
line. It is constantly readjusting and navigating so that it can land uh, as best it can to the destination. But it's constantly being blown off course by wind, by weather patterns. If you've ever been on a physical boat or ship, sailboat, or even a motorboat on the water, just because you've pointed your, sh your ship, your boat, uh, your sailboat in a specific direction, it doesn't mean that you can take your hands off of the rudder or the wheel. You have to keep adjusting and navigate. Our life is no different. Just because you're like, all right, this year I'm going to be abundant. This year I'm going to have love in my life. This year I'm going to have a kid. This year I'm going to increase my savings. This year I'm going to get a new job. This year I'm going to be healthier in my body. This year I'm going to have more peace. This year I'm going to know compassion. Whatever it is that you aspire for yourself, you've declared it. But just because you've declared it doesn't mean that the path is perfect. You need something to help you navigate it. Envisioning is a practice that helps us with that very thing. So this is from page 54 in, uh, in my book, Soul Gem, a manual to connect mind, body, and spirit for soulful living. At any point in life, but most notably at the beginning of a new endeavor, project, or relationship, the practice of visioning can be a helpful exercise in loosening a tight grip on how we think we should move forward in our lives. The fundamental principle or idea that fuels this practice is the idea and notion that the very nature of life of the universe is creativity. One could say that it is a law. The law of the universe is to create, period. What is created is less important at this time more so the principle that life is always in some process of creation. This creation or creativity could be called an ever-evolving vision. There isn't one static vision. There isn't a right or a wrong vision. Rather, life is an expanding vision itself that expresses through unique individual visions in a process of growth and refinement. There are individual visions, there are visions for romantic couples, families, businesses, projects, cities, countries, etc. Everything has an ever-evolving vision. Therefore, the practice of visioning is getting our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and spirits still enough to tap into or capture the current expression of the vision. It is a highly meditative, conscious state. It isn't necessarily linear or verbal. Words may come or bodily sensations, images, flashes of color, tastes in the mouth, memories, insights, sounds. Everything is fair information to catch and collect. I have to give credit where credit is due. My mentor, uh, one of my teachers, the Dr. Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith of the Agape Spiritual Center in Los Angeles is the one who brought this practice forward in this particular iteration in my life, uh, learning it here over 20 years ago in Chicago under the tutelage of Reverend Mark Anthony Lord, who was trained by uh, Michael Beckwith. So he's kind of, I always refer to him as my spiritual grandfather in terms of there's a lineage and 
the reason that I think this this practice can be so beneficial, the reason why I say it helps us navigate life, is that rarely do we have a clear path um, to our hopes, to our dreams, to our desires. Whether it is something as short as how am I going to get the money that I need to pay the bills to do the things I want to do in this month or <clears throat> 10 years down the road a vision of retiring from full-time work to have time with family and friends whatever it may be the what is known I need I want I desire I expect $4,000 by the end of this month. I intend 10 years from now to not have to work full time so that I can invest my energy in family more. I can invest my time in whatever it may be. <clears throat> so the what is very clear. What is unclear is the how. And in all of my years of my personal work, um, and in all of the years of coaching other individuals with spiritual coaching and spiritual direction, clarity is an interesting word that comes up. People just say, oh, I wish I just had more clarity. I don't have more clarity. And oftentimes I want to say bull. We, <clears throat> we have all the clarity that we want, but somewhere wrapped up in our personal collective definition of what it means to have greater clarity is to know how to attain our goals. Clarity does not necessarily mean that you know how. Clarity means you know what. Let me say that again. Clarity does not necessarily intrinsically inherently mean that you know how to get to point A. It does not mean that you know the exact path to success. What it means is that you are clear, <clears throat> you know for sure what it is that you desire. That is clarity. And to embrace that clarity is huge. But we trip ourselves up and because we may not know the past. So just, just, just pause for a moment. Wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing in your life right now, if you can quickly go back 10 years from now, 10 years ago, is there any way 10 years ago that you knew the path that was going to get you to where you are today? Whether it is a, 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 a job that came to fruition and fell away, whether it's a relationship that came to fruition and fell away, whether it was a health challenge that maybe woke you up to something new, whether it was a windfall of money, all of the things that have happened in your life that you judge as positive or negative, all of those hows brought you to this point. But 10 years ago, 10 years ago, did you know everything that was going to happen over the next 10 years to bring you to this day? No. No. In reality, we can't possibly know the how of everything. And we find security in knowing. We find um, safety and comfort in knowing. 
But the actual process and the unfoldment of life is not about knowing how, it's about being with whatever is there and navigating ourselves regardless of what's happening towards our hopes and dreams. That is this whole thing of visioning. There's no way that you can possibly know the perfect path to get you to the destination and hope of where you hope to be, desire to be, intend to be 10 years from now. However, to remember the what, let's just use that example of partial retirement or full retirement from uh, daily work and vocation. That is the what. That is the most important thing for us to know. And then how we use that is today in some of the decisions that I make, today in some of the yeses that we say to life and the no's that we say to life, we ask ourselves by saying yes to this right now, is it going to move me a little bit closer? Is it going to empower me? Is it going to make it a little bit uh, more realistic for me 10 years from now to be able to step away from full-time work and be able to spend more time with family? If the answer is yes, then we can feel pretty confident to lean into whatever that opportunity is. If the answer is no, then we need to listen to that as well. And this is again where we get caught up, where we get tripped up. We want to understand all of the connecting dots and points of how this one decision is going to get us to our goal 10 years from now. That is not our work. Our work is to engage in trust and have faith in the wisdom that is inherently within you that if you are getting a hell yes, to use the language of my wife, she's like, if it's not a, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So to trust that if we don't have this full body hell yes for something right now, then it's a no. And to trust that right now. Does it mean it's a no forever? No. Does it mean it's a yes forever? No. It is trusting that in this moment, the most powerful moment, the only moment that you're in, there is something that you can use to help you navigate life. When we sit envisioning and we ask ourselves, what's the highest vision for my life this year? All right, so let's let go of 10 years from now and get a little bit more granular. Let's get a little bit more present. Let's get a little bit more now. So just 2024, to ask ourselves, what is the highest vision? Notice the question is not, how do I execute all the things I want in 2024? That's not the question. What is the highest vision for my living in 2024? What is the highest vision? The highest vision for my life is to live in grace, to live in a divine dance. My highest vision for 2024 is to be succinct, clear, and focused on my priorities. That's enough. So then let's just use that idea of being focused on your priorities. Think about this for a moment. How often do you get pulled away from your priorities, whether it is a request by family, whether it is a request by your employer, whether it is a request by friends, by your children, even needing to take the dog out for a walk. And I'm not talking about being um, 
detached from everyone and not caring for others. But if we are honest with ourselves, oftentimes we make everything and everyone else a priority as opposed to putting ourselves first, putting your what first. You are clear about something for yourself this year. Let that clarity inform how you navigate this day, this week, this month, and this year. So take a moment right now, take a deep breath in. And if it feels good, close your eyes for a moment and you don't need to find out anything. Just, just relax for a moment. I've said a lot of words, let some integration, let some digestion take place and get still. If it feels good, put your hands to your heart. We're into the second week of this year. You have already had some clarity on the what is the highest vision for your life this year. Trust that that is enough. Trust it. Clarity doesn't mean that you know how to make things happen. Clarity means that you know what to focus on this year. Clarity is about being intelligible and coherent. Intelligible means able to understand, to be comprehensible. So you understand. Maybe you don't know why, but you understand the what. Let that be enough. You can be coherent, which means to speak clearly and logically to the what is the highest vision for your life this year. Trust that that is enough. And if we can trust that we know what is the highest vision, then as you step into the rest of this day, as you step into the rest of this week, let that vision be the litmus paper, the testing agent. What you're about to engage in, is it going to further you closer to that what? And let's get really granular. Your time is the most precious thing on the planet. Your attention is the most powerful thing on the planet. Is giving your attention to 30 minutes of scrolling on social media to no end going to move you closer to your goal, to your vision? Not that it's wrong, there's no judgment on it, but let's just get practical. This isn't lofty, mystical work. This is really practical work that we're focusing on today. Is the, mm, is the phone call that you are going to have soon? It might be a nicety. Yes, maybe you want to connect with a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that. But think about uh, boundaries. Think about investing your time. What you are investing your time in today. First off, does any of it support your highest vision? 
If the answer is no, you need to get something into your schedule that is going to somehow touch upon the highest vision for you. Ideally, that's what is happening. Every single day, you are touching upon something that is going to further, that's going to draw you closer, that's going to draw your vision closer to you. That's really all that's needed and required. There isn't a single thing that you're going to do today or tomorrow that's going to magically make everything easy and effortless. That is not the goal of the spiritual journey. The goal, the work, the duty, if you will, of the spiritual journey is to stay on the journey, to stay in responsibility and to recognize a little bit of something every single day, exercising every single day, working out your mind, heart, and spirit every single day keeps you connected to your soul's purpose, keeps you connected to your vision. So to remember your vision, the what, and, to, and to, to hold it up against your calendar, to hold it up against your activity, to hold it up against your decisions, that is how we navigate life, using our vision. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, next week. One of the other pitfalls of this practice is, uh, I, I've witnessed over the years, is that um, Visioning is something that you can do in whatever frequency that you'd like. The challenge is, is if we start visioning a lot, we can uh, almost like overstimulate ourselves. It can become another distraction where we vision the, on January 1, right? It's the beginning of the year, top of the hill. I use that language a lot. We're about to run down into the year. We get this vision, we get clear on the what, and then we're like, you know what, I'm gonna vision again next week. And so we vision again and we get a little bit more information, but then we all of a sudden get ourselves into this weird mental fog of, is it right or wrong? Because maybe we got something different or a new component, a new piece, a new tidbit that can support our vision, but we think there's only one perfect vision. As I mentioned in the book, our vision is ever evolving. So the vision that you're going to have for yourself today, the visioning that you may do this week, it doesn't disregard everything in the past, but recognize this is just a new moment. There's been some living, there's been some life, there's been uh, chronologically, we're here January 9th, there's been nine days of this year, eight days since January 1. So. Of course, there's going to be something different. There's going to be something new, but it doesn't mean that the information you received January 1 or January 5, whenever you may have done your visioning initially, it doesn't mean that that information is for naught and that you throw it away. We're adding to it. We're building something. Think of uh, the best way I can describe it is, let's say you wanted to um, build a, a small shed for yourself. Let's call it a shed that you would use uh, to house your personal, um, your most prized personal possessions. It's like the shed of you, right? It's this special place that you go to that no one else can access, no one else can use, and it's yours to build, whether you know how to actually construct things or not. And you get a blueprint, you draw and sketch out, here's the framework, here's what the floor plan looks like. And you start building it, and then you realize three months into it, you're like, oh, I need to add, uh, I need to add some windows. 
because I'm gonna actually spend more time in the shed. I wanna use it as an office, so I need some ventilation. Do you throw away the plans that you already had? No, you add to them. The vision of this shed, this special sacred place that you're building has expanded. So you need to adjust it, but you don't throw away what was, you add to it. So if you are doing visioning on a weekly basis or a daily basis right now in January, be sure to keep all of the notes, if you write notes, if you have some images or feelings or sensations that arise, some colors that may come to surface as a part of your vision, keep all of it and use it. Build upon the vision that you already had. Add to it. We'll talk about frequency. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in the next Soul Gym podcast uh, next week. For today, if there's some homework that I can offer for you because this is about working out. So what are you gonna work out this week? As opposed to doing more visioning, take the what that you already have, the clarity that you've already discerned from your visioning and sit with it every day. Ask for guidance. How can this clear what inform my decision process today, tomorrow, the day after that. That's it. It, 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 it's, It's this consistent work of returning to the vision, keeping it in the forefront of your mind. As Howard Thurman says, keeping before us the moments of our high resolve where we had that moment of clarity and understanding. If you have not done some form of visioning for yourself, I challenge you to make that your first step this week today. You can go to my website, RevDarylJones.com. Go to Soul Gym uh, Beyond the Book. Um, There are some recordings that I have offered there. Um, The actual script in the book under this chapter of Navigating Life, the visioning process, the actual script that I wrote in there for you to use, I have recorded that and it guides you through it. It's, it's, it's very brief. It's only 10 minutes long. If you want to make it longer, then you can pause and sit with the, the different questions as long as you'd like, but get yourself into this visioning process and, and allow that what, the clarity of the what to rise to the top and sit with that. And next week, we will pick up the baton and keep running this race together. If you are wanting some individual support, if you are wanting some coaching, some training from me, please reach out. Go to RevDarylJones.com. My contact information is there. Um, I am seeing clients uh, one-on-one every day of the week, and that is the biggest joy that I have is really working, getting down into the into the weeds of your life, but also stepping into the spirit of your soul and helping you navigate yourself uh, in your life in a powerful way. This year is going to be the best year yet, period, for you. I don't know how, but that what is clear to me. And so that is what we will return to over and over again here on the podcast. That is what we will return to over and over again in any individual sessions or classes that you may experience with me is that this year is the year. There's nothing else to wait for. So let's get into it and make it happen. Let's partner with this creative life force that I mentioned in the reading earlier. 
I wish you peace and blessings. I look forward to connecting with you again real soon. Thanks for stopping by the Soul Gym. I pray you experience some greater self-awareness, inspiration to experience a richer, more soulful life, and motivation to start working out your mind, body, and spirit today. Remember, you don't need to be anyone other than the unique expression of life you already are. However, to grow into deeper, soulful living, daily, consistent exercise is needed. If you'd like some support and help building and growing your personal soul gym, reach out and let's connect. I would love to do a one-on-one session with you. Explore more Soul Gym offerings at RevDarylJones.com. That's R-E-V-D-A-R-R-E-L-L-J-O-N-E-S.com. Until next week, may you practice love, light, and laughter.